episode 6 of season 2 of From Timber Falls with Love, your little dose of romance in the midst of daily life. I'm your host, Fiona West. I'm an author, wife, mom, and teacher, and I'm here to give you a peek into what's happening in your favorite small town. Today I've got chapter 6 of Could Be Something Good, the first book in the Timber Falls series. You'll get to meet Winnie's grandparents, discover what was in their CSA box this week, and find out Dr. Baker's opinion of Daniel. Enjoy! Chapter 6 There she is, her grandfather bellowed when he opened the front door. There she is. Oh, come here, you. He wrapped her in a hug that squeezed the air out of her lungs and that didn't stop until she tipped her head to kiss his rough cheek. Howard smelled like coffee and cigars tonight. He was wearing the kind of pinstriped dress shirt he wore to teach his economics classes at Oregon State, not his usual Sunday casual. What are we watching? Seahawks at Broncos. Ooh, you must feel torn. I do, child, he said, nodding somberly, pressing a hand over his heart. I do. Thank you for understanding. Rooting for the team of one's childhood home is sacred. His greeting for her mother was nearly as enthusiastic, though he released her much earlier. He called her child as well, kissing her cheek. Her dad's family had always been a bit demonstrative, her mother had explained to her as a child. Just go with it, she'd whispered. You can always fix your hair later. Winnie was slipping off her shoes and hanging up her coat when she heard her grandmother singing. She'd always admired her voice, and she'd had ample opportunity to hear it. When Heloise Baker wanted music, she largely made it herself. For tonight's selection, however, she was allowing her speakers to accompany her, even though it was an old favorite, Una Notte a Napoli by Pink Martini. The sweeping romantic music always made Winnie wish she knew how to ballroom dance. Its sustained minor key was wistful. "'Darling, you're here,' Heloise said, letting the music go on without her. "'How are you? Isn't this a wonderful piece? I'm making also buco. It felt only right.' "'It's perfect,' Winnie assured her, winding an arm behind Heloise for a tight shoulder squeeze. "'And it smells delicious.' "'I made ciabatta bread, too. I know how you love that, Sandy.' No one else dared to call Sandra Baker such a warm nickname, but her father had used it, and her grandparents seemed to have picked it up in his absence. Her mother simply nodded. Apparently, she didn't feel like informing them that she'd basically stopped eating carbs years ago. "'Can I make a salad or anything?' Winnie asked, washing her hands in the kitchen sink. "'Of course,' Heloise answered. Winnie was pulling out the radicchio and English cucumbers and all sorts of things in no time. Her grandmother always had such fun veggies. What the heck was this weird root vegetable? Are these carrots? She nodded. Purple carrots, yes. They were in our CSA box. Sandra and Howard shared an eye roll, which Heloise caught as she spooned sauce over the veal. Don't start, you two, Heloise chided. I love my CSA box. I don't mind eating a lot of Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts for days, Howard quipped, pouring himself a glass of red wine. Winnie, you want some wine? Sandra? No, thank you. We're fine. Winnie turned her back to her mother in order to find a cutting board, trying to ignore the pinch of irritation at not being allowed to answer for herself. 
She did have a lot of patients who were close to their due dates, she reasoned. That was probably the reason her mother had answered preemptively. She listened with half an ear as her mother filled her in-laws in on the happenings at the hospital. The mention of Daniel's name, however, had both ears listening. His father and his brother have both proven to be very capable physicians. I have no doubt he will as well. Just needs to grow up a bit, I suppose. Touches the patients often. What's wrong with that? Howard asked, pulling down pewter plates. Nothing, I suppose. Just a different style to mine. Not very professional, though. He's not inappropriate, though, is he? Winnie asked. She couldn't help but think back to their initial encounter. He'd come on strong. Very strong. No, not inappropriate. But doctors have to maintain some emotional distance. He seems to get very wrapped up in his patients' situations. I caught him picking the dead flowers out of Mrs. Redding's bouquet while she was asleep after she'd complained about them. Sounds very considerate to me, Heloise commented, carrying the red Dutch oven to the table, the contents still bubbling. But there are better uses of his valuable time, Sandra explained. At any rate, I'm sure he'll soon learn. Winnie had little doubt of that. She'd seen her mother's mentoring ruin the compassion of several young doctors over the years. And now she had a residency program. She was getting them even younger. Daniel, she thought, stood a decent chance at staying tender-hearted. If his pursuit of her was any indication, he had an unnatural willingness to persevere, despite the odds against him. Little thoughts, the kind she often felt forced by her upbringing to ignore, began to filter in like dandelion seeds carried on a stiff breeze. Little thoughts that suggested being an ally to him might even the odds a bit, that she might whisper hope to a young doctor. Winifred, I forgot to tell you. You had some mail come to the house. One piece looked particularly important. A wedding invitation. From whom? Her mother sipped her water. The return address said Weaver. Carrie Weaver? My professor at OHSU? I would presume so. You were quite close, weren't you? She knew they had been. Winnie had been her teaching assistant the summer after she graduated. Carrie had been more than a professor. She'd been a mentor in every sense of the word. She'd impressed Winnie from their very first meeting. Dr. Weaver shared her passion for effective treatment that stretched beyond traditional Western medicine. And she'd introduced her to strawberry honey balsamic ice cream with black pepper at salt and straw. She'd changed her life in so many ways. If Dr. Weaver was getting married, she would definitely go. But so would Ethan, her ex. Dr. Weaver and Ethan were related, albeit distantly, a second cousin, if memory served. The thought of seeing him again was unwelcome, especially somewhere as romantic as a wedding. They'd talked about getting married, a little bit. Enough that she'd started pinning color schemes on Pinterest. Dusty blue and gold. She would definitely need a buffer. Someone to fend off his attention. She was not going down that path with him again. Not after what he'd said. Winnie? her mother said softly. Isn't that the professor you admired so much, the one with all the interesting ideas about natural childbirth? Her mother and grandparents were all watching her quizzically, like her cat when he used to watch planet Earth. I'd say progressive, not interesting, but yes, Dr. Weaver and I were quite close, and we've kept in touch despite the Ethan, she searched for the right word, debacle. Sandra stabbed at a cucumber. I still can't imagine what you did to drive him away like that. Winnie bristled. 
I didn't do anything. We were on different paths, that's all. Did you tell him you're taking the MCATs again? She caught the way her grandmother's head lifted sharply out of the corner of her eye, and she made herself raise her gaze to meet Heloise's directly. No, I didn't. Perhaps if he knew you haven't given up yet, it would— Mom, I'd rather not talk about this right now. Fine. Who wants coffee? Heloise asked, rising from the table. Winnie, will you help me with the cheesecake, please? Of course— she patted her mouth with her white cotton napkin, stalling as her grandmother disappeared into the kitchen. The hallway wasn't long enough for her, for her to figure out what to say either. Heloise dropped the pretense of dessert entirely now that they were out of earshot. Arms braced behind her on the counters, her steely blue gaze bore into her. Winnie, why does your mother think you're taking the MCATs again? She looked up at the ceiling. Because I told her I would? "'Why?' she hissed. "'Please, please don't do this to yourself, darling. "'You're such a smart girl. "'I don't see why you're putting yourself through this again. "'You love what you do, don't you?' "'Yes,' Winnie murmured, "'wanting to massage the pain from her own temples. "'So I say again, "'why are you taking the MCATs?' "'It'll make her happy, Grandma.' "'No, it won't. "'I love your mother, Winnie. "'You know I do.' but you going to medical school is just exchanging your future happiness for someone else's extremely temporary satisfaction. It will not change the fact that your father is gone. She handed her a stack of red china plates and forks. Tell her the truth, darling. Winnie nodded noncommittally, trying to give her grandmother a reassuring smile, but Heloise's face stayed sad and concerned as she turned to get the cake from the fridge. A sick feeling slithered around in her stomach. Maybe she'd skip dessert, after all. This week's Romance in Real Life moment comes from Shirley Kamagabi on Twitter. She writes, I got married on 26 November 2021 to the love of my life, and like every bride, I wanted everything to be perfect. So this is a short story about what, to me, was the perfect wedding gown. I looked forward to gown shopping with my friends, so one day we went to town to find the gown of my dreams, but it wasn't easy because all the shops I went to didn't have satin gowns, and for me that was frustrating. In my mind, I kept wondering, why didn't they have satin gowns? Was it not fashionable? Anyway, we looked around once and I didn't see anything I liked. It was in this moment that I remembered that I make clothes for a living, so I decided to make my own gown. I know it's cliche, but I imagine my children seeing it, not only in pictures, but physically. For me, that would be satisfying. I thought to myself that maybe my daughter will love it enough to want to wear it. No pressure, future daughter. <laughs> this was both scary and exciting. It's one thing to make clothes for clients, but it's a completely different kind of pressure to make something as important as a wedding gown, let alone my own wedding gown. I'd have no one to blame if it was hideous. I got so hyped by what I saw, and the next time I met my fiancé, my husband now, I told him I wanted to make my own gown. He surprisingly believed I could make it and told me to go for it. For me, that was the final push I needed to kickstart my journey. It's a long thread, so I won't read the whole thing, but her hubby believed in her so much, he refused to see it before the big day, uh, wanted to be totally surprised, but he absolutely loved it, and she's got pictures, and it looks amazing. So if you go check out my Twitter, you can see pictures of her wedding gown. Congrats on getting married, Shirley. Congrats on making the ceremony all yours. Book six in the Timberfall series is out now. 
and uh, I'm getting some really lovely feedback that uh, Timber Falls is a great place to spend Christmas, even if they sometimes wanted to push these characters' faces together. Uh, it's got a real warm, joyful vibe. It does not have a lot of deep issues or uh, conflict like some of my books do. So really light read, really quick. Uh, it's available in Kindle Unlimited, so save yourself some dough if you've got a subscription and read it there. I did not get my act together to give you a mini-sode with the first part of the book. I may keep trying. We will see. ADHD life. If you need more Timber Falls in the meantime, you can find the whole series in ebooks on Amazon, in Kindle Unlimited, or in paperbacks at most independent bookstores. And the paperback will be out this week for no time like the present. So if you are waiting on that one, it should be there soon. I would honestly love to hear from you. If you have a romance in real life moment or a question you want answered on the show, send me a voice message on Anchor and I'll try to include it. That's also where you can donate to support the show. Or if you're like me and don't want to learn how to do one more new technological thing, just send me an email at Fiona at FionaWest.net. I am Fiona West signing off. Happy Wednesday and happy reading, book buddies.